Teehee. Today, I'm very much scatterbrained. I'll be doing something and then I'll go, what was I doing? And then, oh, right, 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 right. And then I'll go back to it. Welcome back to me screaming. I don't know how to describe exactly what I'm going through, but I think it's just a lot of signs of mental exhaustion. You're getting into the groove of things in school now. It's the first time of the school year where you're feeling tired, right? Like the back to school excitement is gone. I also feel like I'm getting not like drawn, dried out, dried out. Burnt out. Burnt out, burnt out. You're lucky that I'm gracing you with my ideas. Dried out. (laughs) I'm a shriverly prune today. I was once a grape and now I'm a raisin. It's disgusting to be related to you. Did you enjoy the 30 seconds of silence at the beginning and the end of last episode? Yeah, we did that on purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. In this week's episode, we talk about what well-being looks like to us. But warning. We do not think we've ever achieved well-being. Songs that I really like, but are detrimental to my mental health. What we think about when we can't sleep. Getting distracted and frustrated with racing thoughts. Feeling guilty for being in your lover era. And a sneaky little secret that you don't know about us. Get ready, hotties. It's a good one. I just am not finding time for the things that are low-key important like shaving my armpits haven't done that in a while just because i just want to go to bed at the end of the day (laughs) like we're we're in the shower we're like okay we could either spend 30 seconds doing this or 30 seconds sleeping you win some you lose some you know no exactly it's a little bit harder to be lazy at college because you're living with someone else so you have to be very cognizant of how you're acting so that can be a little bit difficult because you are just putting in so much effort into things that at home, like I would not be putting effort into. Like making your bed. Making my bed or just cleaning up after myself after everything. Even though I have my own desk and she has her own desk, I still have to clean up after myself every day. The problem with college is I got a midterm that I got to study for Friday. I got a project due tomorrow that I haven't started. Not to mention all the other regular homework I have for the week. I got a load of laundry that I need to do. Practice is in less than an hour. And the voice inside of my head is telling me, you know what we need to do right now? Take a nap. What does well-being look like to you? If you, when you're doing good, what does it look like? I would just call well-being a nice balance between all aspects of your life. And not everyone's well-being looks the same. I think I'm struggling with this a little bit right now where my well-being looks different than my friend's well-being. It's difficult to know when someone else is doing okay. I would say that I've had moments where I felt really good. Really good. (laughs) Today was really good. (laughs) Today was a good day. Felt really good. Really good. (laughs) (laughs) It cracks me up so hard. It's such an iconic video. (laughs) Felt really good. Really good. I've had moments where I felt on top of the world. My energy is definitely a big aspect in that. When I have more energy... I feel like I'm thinking through things better, not getting caught up in all the details all the time. I think I have this ideal of well-being that's super perfect and is just me at peakness of life. Incredible. All aspects of my life are going great. I'm going to get my groceries in New York because I'm just a girl in a big city. You know, you are doing pretty stable, but also there's some days where you're not stable. And just having like been through that or going through that, 
How would you suggest you should reach out to people that are struggling? What's a good technique? I always go with the indirect technique, going to somebody, not saying, not being too harsh in your approach because you never know how the person's going to respond. How I asked for help was just saying that I wasn't feeling so well and the pieces fell into place. It was easy for me and I'm very thankful for that. The hardest thing you're going to do is going to be initiating that conversation, but it will probably be one of the best things you do for yourself in your life. But say you're an outsider and you think you're seeing signs of someone struggling. Do you think that you should wait for them to come to you or should you intervene? I would send them a text. I actually saw this post on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it. It was on somebody's story, but it was like ways to ask somebody if they're doing okay without making the decision for them to seek help because ultimately at the end of the day it is their decision. I've been noticing you haven't been responding the past few days. If there's ever anything I can do or you need someone to talk to, I'm always here for you. I think that phrase, maybe it's just a me thing, but whenever someone says, I'm here for you if you need anything, that makes me feel so much better. Even though I might never reach out, something about that phrase, it's very nice to know. What makes you feel calm? Honestly, a good hug. Something about hugs can change me in a second, but not one of the awkward hugs. No, no, no. No bony shoulders and whatever. A nice hug where you can just like melt into other person and you feel secure in them and you're like, okay, like I'm supported right now. And that calms me down. Well, I don't like hugs, so not the same experience with me. But I definitely know where you're coming from. And that's what I want hugs to be like, but it's just not. Certain songs make me feel calm. I have a certain playlist on my phone that can either make me fall asleep or it will send me into an existential crisis. Whoa, you never know what you're going to get when you play it? (laughs) No, you don't. That's such a risk you're taking. You open it up and you're like, hmm, I'm choosing violence today. I know it's a crazy playlist bro I made it so long ago but I know I can go to it when I need a good a good test of my (laughs) patience (laughs) now do I like this song that's a loaded question does it have significantly detrimental effects on my mental health every single time it comes on one of my playlists yes but if you try and take it out of one of my playlists you will have to pry it from my fucking cold dead hands So every time the song comes on, I am immediately screaming, crying, sliding down the wall in slow motion dramatically, throwing up, ripping my hair out, throwing a temper tantrum like a four-year-old child. But like, what if I want to do that? What if I want to do that? This song just makes me want to blast it at 3,000 decibels through my AirPods, effectively destroying my eardrums and exploding my brain out of my nose, mouth, and ears, but like, in a like fun, trendy, modern way. The place that this song holds in my heart is like a really scary place but it is definitely a place so thank you god i mean harry styles for this song also fuck you for this song give us one song that's on this playlist oh fine lines on the playlist i can just tell oh you yeah that. i have the video of that song from the concert and i accidentally chose violence and played it the other day and started bawling just in the middle of the library no. straight up straight up bawling my eyes out but there is certain music out there that can make me feel very calm it's just me and the lyrics 
and it's like they were written for me. That's so poetic of you. Will Feinlein write about me? Hmm. Yes. Let me think about it. So that playlist sometimes, I guess, helps you fall asleep. But what are you thinking about when you can't go to sleep? Hello. I'm Harry Styles. A song is stuck in my head. I'm worried about something probably. But what am I worried about? I need to be more specific. This is so bad. This is so bad. But I don't think about going to sleep until I'm so tired. I physically can't do anything else. So I just fall asleep. Then my head hit the wall. Boom. I'm not one to stay awake unless I have something really big that's keeping me very nervous. But honestly, just recently, I, I've just been so tapped that I fall asleep. Are oh. there moments where you can't oh. focus? Oh, all the time. Okay, so then why can't you focus? It's because, like everyone else, my phone keeps me distracted too, but sometimes I'll turn that off. But then my mind will start wandering onto other things that are more interesting than my usual task at hand. And it's exhausting. It's like a battle that I go through every day. And maybe that's what it's like when you can't fall asleep. Your mind is racing into all these different places and you can't calm it down. Can you see a relationship there? Yes, I can see a relationship there. How does your mind race during the day? Hmm. When there's often times where I can't focus in class, like I'm hearing what's going on, but it's not clicking. And I don't really know what's going on when that's happening. It's a weird sensation when that's going on. You want to focus so bad, but you just can't. No, I, I totally feel that. And I haven't really struggled with this up until the past two years, three years, I'd say. It makes me want to cry. Not right now, yeah. but when it's happening. Let's be clear. I'm no, not gonna I get so frustrated with myself. <laughs> Start crying immediately. <laughs> no, I don't cry that much. I cry like all the time. Yeah. Anyway. so frustrated with myself but then I wake up the next day and I do the same thing is that a sign of anxiety is that a sign of uh, a product of being on social media I don't know kind of heads into the topic of who you are when you're alone versus who you are when you're with your friends I'm just an absolute maniac (laughs) alone (laughs) off the rails living a secret life I don't care what they think of me In college, it's a little bit different to have two personalities because you're constantly surrounded by people. So there's less alone time. I guess, what do you mean when you're saying who you are when you're alone and who you are with people? Because I know for me, there's always been that personality of when I'm outside of home and when I'm inside of home. Like I'm two completely different people if you talk to me in both. If if I was a Kardashian and we were doing Keeping Up With The Kardashians, you would notice a very big difference. Which Kardashian are you at home and which Kardashian are you in the wild? I never watched Keeping Up With The Kardashians, so I don't even know how to answer that question. Have you ever watched an episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians? I feel like I know the answer. Have I ever watched an episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians? Yeah, it was the one where... Uh, you were eating salads in the kitchen. Typical. And then, uh, and then you all were shouting at each other. I don't think any of them are quiet. How does your dual personality 
take a toll on you or does it take a toll on you? I think I'm so used to it. It doesn't take a toll on me anymore, but it's hard switching back and forth between these two people that I convey to the public. Can you like give us a better picture of each one? And I feel like everybody has this. It's not just me. I hope it's not just me. No, no. I do too. I'm alone in my room. I'm having a conversation in my head and I'm doing things. I'm like trying clothes on that I wouldn't try on in front of other people. I am like singing to myself, to be quite honest. I have like songs stuck in my head. I'm in my own little world. Now I'm in public. I'm talking to other people. I'm anxious. My leg is shaking. I am very conscious about what I'm saying to other people. I don't know. I'm probably wearing something different too in both of these scenarios. I'm so confused at what just happened. I just don't understand who Courtney's become. My private person likes to dream a lot. Your outside personality is very anxious, but my inside personality is super anxious and stressed out all the time. I feel like only my immediate circle ever gets to see that side of me, but rather than in public, I'm more outgoing. I try to be super friendly, you know, TBWK and all that. In public, I'm in regards to just clothing to go off of what you mentioned. I have on outfits that I enjoy wearing. And then when I'm by myself, I'm most likely wearing, you know, smelly clothes. Ew. Yeah. Like, I don't think about what I'm wearing when I'm by myself. But when I'm with other people, I kind of put on this image of how I want other people to perceive me. I'm still anxious. And but that I feel like is more of my personal self. And then what others picture me as is more outgoing than I actually am. And when I'm talking about my private self, I'm imagining myself in a room all alone in the middle of the night. Couldn't have a single thing to do. Nobody's relying on me for anything. Like, it's my time to shine. Like, everybody else in the world is doing their own thing. Do you think it's healthy to have only one personality or is what we're experiencing normal? I don't know. I read something that said matching your private self with your public self is integrity. I don't really know what that means, but... She's incredibly intelligent. People, it would scare them if they knew how smart she is. I guess it's almost impossible to match the two things. And I don't know if it's a good thing or not. Because sometimes there can be situations where your private self isn't the most healthy. So you would want to be different in public, I guess. But I feel like it'd be so hard to match them. Is that realistic? No. Also, is it realistic for us as women who have all these like environmental factors from society that inevitably make us who we are by saying integrity makes me feel like I I'm a horrible person for having a split personality in that sense I don't even know what integrity means so let me look that I don't up. know I feel like that's not I feel like that's not super accurate to our situation oh it means moral uprightness but yeah. who cares if you're not morally upright wait a minute Something else that I've kind of noticed, and honestly, this was more me last week than it is this week, but on social media, especially on TikTok, I've seen a lot of people talking about how they feel lonely in school or this year isn't going so well for them. A lot of negative emotions. Why am I not on this side of TikTok? (laughs) It's probably good. In reality, I think I'm doing pretty well compared to past years. I'm doing pretty good. I feel a need to tell other people to be a reflection of what I see on social media rather than actually acting like I'm okay, right? It's like when you get a test, 
and you think it went pretty well, but everyone's saying that it was so difficult, you're not going to be the one to say that it went, it was easy. Feeling guilty about being okay. But I want you to know that all the people that are struggling right now are so happy for you that you're doing good. But also that was me last week. This week I'm struggling. Oh. <laughs> like it, it, de-esc- it like went down so fast. But then I'm like, wait, is that a product of what I've been seeing from other people and on social media? So like, I know sometimes I do feel good, but am I in my own little world most of the time? I wouldn't call it feeling guilty though. I would just say, I feel like I'm not doing something right. Like my expectations for myself are wrong feeling good right now I'm not actually feeling good this is just baseline for me and we're obviously not in a position to give any advice on any of this because we're struggling with it right now your flop era is low-key serving welcome back to therapy sesh call me dr quinn Dr. Quill. Oh, ew. (laughs) What do you wish you'd have done differently this past week? Going back to what we said earlier, I wish I was not always so distracted. I wish that could have been different. I wish that I did not start my week off going to bed at 3 a.m. because that had a major effect on my week. I wish that I took more time alone to myself but also wish that I could have balanced that with more people like I could go on and on because this week was not good for me at all instead of dwelling on that I'm really trying to refocus those as goals for next week because I keep telling myself that I wish I was doing those things and then another week goes by where I don't these are all kind of sad things but I wish I would have talked more at the lunch table I wish I would have played with Zeppelin a little more this week. I wish I would have played guitar at some point this week. I wish I would have not gone to bed so early just because I didn't want to have to deal with the day anymore. And that's about it. I don't know. You just got to hold yourself accountable somehow. Don't know. Maybe it's the buddy system, but... Extending off of what we were talking about earlier, two different personalities, is there something that you wish more people knew about you? I wish the people that people got to know me, like the real me, not this anxious me. There's a me I can be, and I can be so friendly, so funny, so outgoing, but not a lot of people get to see that. Nobody at school has ever seen this side of me. I can be it at home sometimes. I've been it like at soccer, but never at school. I can be pretty cool, but I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm going to ask you this question about me. What do you wish more people knew about me? You're a completely different person than you were when you left. So I don't know what people know about you and what they don't know about you. But that's exactly it. I don't know if I am my actual self at school. The people that I've met only know me from how I've been in college. I have my answer. I don't know if you realize this. There's another thing people don't know about me is that I have a very intense phobia of cheeses. Everything you do is very intentional. Every action you take has a purpose. And you're a very thoughtful person. Like you notice things too. If you're doing something, you're doing it for a reason. You don't just do stuff just because. Like you want, I feel like this might sound a little bad, but you, you're you getting something out of it. If it's for you or if it's not for you. That was so true though. Yeah. In our last episode, we talked about chilling with people and how that makes us anxious. It's not really chilling, but to some people, they they like to just do nothing and be with friends. 
And I guess you could see that as forming a relationship with someone. But for me, it's like, if I'm not there to talk to someone in particular or group people in particular or get something out of it, I'm not going. Yeah. You're networking right? all the time, 24-7 networking. That's the difference between me and you. Because while you were sitting around, waiting, doing niche, I was out making moves. It's those connections. <laughs> I, I'm a finance bro. <laughs> I'm a finance bro. No, it's not that intense. It's just that, yeah, I guess you're right. I never really thought about myself this way, but I guess maximizing efficiency because I feel like I get tapped out really quickly. Because you're always going at 100%. Like everything you do, you're putting your all into it. That's exhausting out here. God, it's brutal out here. Well, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Trust me, the next couple are going to be even better. You have no idea what's coming. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at We Are Socially Anxious and leave us a review or send us a DM. We love it when you guys do that. It truly makes our day. Come back, back soon, soon, boys. Come back soon, boys.